Welcome to the Food Peace Please podcast, co-hosted by Serena Marie, RD, creator of Food Freedom Fit Fam, and Susan Ports, RD, creator of Fertility Nutrition Academy. Our joint mission is to empower women to embrace food freedom. We want women to realize there's more to life than changing your body and counting your calories, macros, or points. While we are medical professionals, this podcast is informational only and not meant as a substitute for individual medical advice. Now, let's get this party started. Welcome to the Food Peace Please pod. Today, we are going to be diving into one of the intuitive eating principles called gentle nutrition. And who the heck knows what gentle nutrition is? So Susan and I are going to break it down for you so that you'll know exactly what that means. But before we do, we have a new segment. We are just so honored that you chose to listen to this podcast. And as a way of saying thank you, we are going to start doing the Grateful For You review. And what that means is when you leave us a review on iTunes, and if we pick you at random and read it out on the podcast, you have a chance to DM either me or Susan and get totally coaching advice over Instagram. Okay, so today I am reading Blondie168's review. So girlfriend, make sure you DM Susan or me and get your free coaching over Instagram. And what this lovely lady had to say is that we are the best, Susan. I mean, I like that. (laughs) And she said, it's just common sense. And these two are so fun to listen to. They know what they are talking about and can totally relate to food struggles. I love this new podcast. So thank you so much for leaving that post, leaving that review. It helps us grow. So if you really are appreciating and enjoying this podcast, leaving that review, it takes 30 seconds, but it really helps new people find our podcast. And we appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts. Yes, we do. Yes. (laughs) So Susan, what's up over there? I know you've been like driving back and forth to Wisconsin lately. What's going on over there? Yes, I have been doing a ton of driving. It wasn't exactly planned because it was supposed to be like the week before because uh, actually my brother-in-law did the Wisconsin Ironman I seriously, okay, he did amazing. It was like the worst weather in like the history of the Wisconsin Ironman. Um, it was really cold and rainy like all day. And so, but he like toughed it out and he did it. Um, so I have a feeling if he does it again in the future, which it sounds like he might, uh, he's going to hope for better weather. <laughs> but you- we ended up watch it? Like, did you end up being able to go? I can't remember if you were sick and you couldn't go. Yeah. No, we couldn't go. Uh, I ended up getting COVID after literally, you guys, like, okay, this has been going on for two and a half years and I have never gotten COVID. Like, even after my sister's wedding last fall, like, when tons of people got COVID, like, I mean, my parent, like, my dad got it and, like, all these people that were, like, involved in the wedding got it and, like, Eric and I still didn't get COVID last year, and now we got COVID. <laughs> so it was – I mean, I would say it was it, it was terrible. I, I wouldn't 
wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it. Uh it was I spent like three days in bed, I think. And I think my voice still sounds funny. So like just like bear with us today. Uh because I my voice is still like a little hoarse and like I yeah, I'm still like working through it, but yeah, so that's what I've been up to, driving back and forth, getting COVID, and it's fall. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, like we woke up today because we're both in Pennsylvania. It's like cold outside. I know. I went for a walk and I was wearing shorts and a sweatshirt and I was actually cold in shorts. Yeah, I put pants on today on my walk. I was like, this is not warm weather. <laughs> Mm-mm, no, the temperature really swung fast. So, yes, it is definitely fall here in Pennsylvania. So, Serena, what is new with you? Yeah, you know, it's so funny. Like, fall is such a – like, I love the heat. I love the summer, but fall is just such better weather for running. So, I, like, woke up today and I was like, oh, my God, like, running today is going to be so fun. So that's exciting. But I think the thing that I'm, like, most pumped up about is that my September group started for Food Freedom Fit Fam. So um, we closed doors on Monday. We officially got started on Tuesday. And, like, oh, my gosh, it's just, like, so fun to get to know all the new Food Freedom athletes and to, like, see them at the start of their journey because I just know how much work and how much far they're about to go in the next three months that we're working together. Um, and like, ugh, I don't know. It's just so cool to like see strangers from all across the country like come together and they're all having the same struggle and they're inspiring one another and leaning on one another. And it's like my favorite way to get inspired is like to meet these new athletes and just get so pumped up for their journey. So that's what's new over here is like Food Freedom Fit Fam is like filling my heart with joy. I'm so excited about the new group that just got started. And like I just like thinking like perfect timing because like as like these new people that are starting now like in September like as they're really like progressing over the next three months like I just think like that's right going into the holiday season. So like perfect time to like heal your relationship with food. So that way, like I'm just telling you, like if you're working on healing your relationship with food now, like your holiday season is literally going to be so incredibly different compared to like previous years for you. Yeah. We should do a whole episode about that because I definitely – I have so many horrible memories from the holidays all because of food. (laughs) And like it's just so crazy to remember having those experiences and like how unnecessary it was. So we should – like I'm jotting that down. We should totally do a whole episode about that. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So let's dive into today's episode though (laughs) before I'm like planning next week's. Um, Let's talk all about gentle nutrition. So Susan, what is gentle nutrition? I, I'm actually really excited to talk about this because I think that one of like the biggest things that gets lost inside like food freedom and intuitive eating, like when you're looking at like the marketing. So like, for example, like I feel like what like you see as a consumer on Instagram is very much like you have to remember, and I know you've probably heard this like a million times. So like Instagram is a highlight reel. So like what you're seeing on Instagram is literally like, oh, like I can eat donuts and cookies and ice cream. And like, like 
there like yes but like that's literally just like one piece of intuitive eating and there's this whole other piece that we call gentle nutrition and i i just i love the terminology of gentle nutrition because it honestly it is what it sounds like it's approaching nutrition so like looking at like you know the food that you eat and like how it can support your body to feel its best and to work its best. Looking at that, how you can eat certain foods and in certain ways to help support your body, but from a gentle standpoint, like not this like rigid, structured rules, like black and white thinking of like it's either, you know, I eat 100% healthy or I don't. So gentle nutrition is really like, to me, it feels very like calming and it's very much so like that like gray area that we talk about a lot on this podcast. Like it's very much so more of like how do we just like approach it in a way that's gentle, like more gentle and doesn't feel so restrictive and rules and hard. Like that's what I think of when I think of like dieting or like eating clean, like wellness culture. Like it feels very restrictive and difficult, but that's not how it has to be. I don't know. That's kind of like my take on gentle nutrition. Tell me like what your kind of thoughts are on gentle nutrition, Serena. Yeah. I agree with everything you just said. And I love that feeling of like gentleness. And so I think I've said this before, but like that hug feeling of like my food makes me feel good and energized and my belly feels comfortable and my blood sugar feels stable. Like that's part of that hug feeling, that like kind, compassionate way to treat your body is not only about enjoying dessert, but also about having stable energy and having stable blood sugar. And like, you know, I'm just thinking of like a client who said to me like, I always hated vegetables my whole life and I woke up today and I'm craving asparagus. And it was because like she actually had the tools to like understand how different foods make her body feel and which one she's going to reach for on her plate to make her feel ideal, like make her feel good in her skin. Um, But I also think gentle nutrition, you know, and this is where like Susan and I come in with our different specialties, like gentle nutrition is how we teach fertility nutrition or sports nutrition is – you guidance to support you in your goal, right, of optimizing pregnancy or optimizing your training. And we're doing it in a way where you're following these guidelines, not because you have to, but because you're realizing you're connecting the dots that when I do certain things, when I use like nutrition and think like a dietitian, it makes me feel better. And I think that's the difference between like the way gentle nutrition is taught versus more rigid diets where it's like, if you don't do this, you're bad. You're not following the rules. With intuitive eating, it's like, we don't care what you do, but just get curious about how your choices make you feel. Um, I think that's one part of gentle nutrition. And then the other thing I wanted to say is that sometimes people will be like, oh, I really want to do intuitive eating, but I can't because my doctor said I need to follow you know, XYZ diet for my cholesterol or my high blood pressure or, you know, diabetes. And I just want to let you know, again, this is where gentle nutrition comes into play in that you can follow 
you know, like a medical, medically recommended diet, like for cholesterol management or blood pressure management, we can do things with your nutrition using gentle nutrition principles without it becoming this like all-consuming stressful event, right? Like what would you say about like kind of like using nutrition to like improve certain blood work or conditions and like doing that within the framework of intuitive eating? Yeah, I actually think that approaching it from this angle is like the best thing that you can do because it it's actually easier. Like I remember like when I used to teach people like without the intuitive eating framework and it was like a lot more of like you shouldn't eat this and you have to eliminate that. And the problem with that kind of approach to nutrition, so like um, I'm just thinking, for example, like I used to educate people a lot um, on like cholesterol and how do you lower your cholesterol. And so it was a lot of like this fat is quote unquote bad. And so you should eat, not eat this fat and eat this instead kind of thing. And I feel like the problem with that approach is that it creates this mindset then of like, so if you eat that food, you know, say for example, like in a world of cholesterol, it's, I just think all the time of like hamburgers, (laughs) like going, you know, getting like a hamburger because it's like red meat, you know, there's saturated fat. And so like, that's very demonized for people with high cholesterol, specifically if you have high LDL cholesterol. And uh, I I think about here's the thing, reality is like you're never like not gonna eat a hamburger for the rest of your life, like unless you are vegetarian or you know plant based, you know like that that's something else. But for someone like and I'm thinking like when I was doing this, like I you know, if you're familiar with our podcast, like I grew up in the Midwest. I live in the Midwest. Like, let me tell you the patients that I saw are meat and potatoes people. Like, and so like, you know, if I'm looking at these people and I'm saying, you know, I'm, they're thinking in their mind, I can't eat a hamburger ever again. It's like, well, what's going to happen when you go to your cookout and, you know, they're having, are you ready for the Midwest? They're having burgers and brats. That's what they do in the Midwest. Like, hello. <laughs> and I just like the problem is like inevitably like you're going to be in a situation where like that's your option to eat. And you know what? Like you shouldn't feel bad for choosing to eat a hamburger. Like it, it, you should know that it's okay. So my my point in like going into all of this is that Like it creates this mentality of like, I shouldn't eat that. And then when you inevitably do eat whatever it is, it creates this guilt and this shame and this all or nothing feeling. And so then you think like, oh gosh, I just, I completely messed it all up. And so like you almost like you go off the deep end because then you're like, well, I already messed up. So today is completely shot. Maybe the weekend is completely shot or the week, whatever it is, if you're on vacation. And so you just like literally go and like, you're like, I'm just going to eat all the things. And the thing is that when you do that, you, you don't feel the greatest. It's like, you know, like, because you're eating all of the things and you're telling yourself, this is the last time I'm going to do this. And you are having this like last supper mentality around like all these foods and then you don't feel good 
And, and then you go back to restricting them. And so my point being is like when you approach it from like this gentle nutrition standpoint, it looks a little bit more like, okay, like I'm going to have the hamburger, but you know what? Like, oh, you know what sounds really good with that? Like a salad. Like I'm going to have like, you know, some veggies and a salad. Oh, and there's a fruit salad. Like I'm going to have that with it, you know? Um, And you're like kind of like balancing it out. Like that's to me, like I feel like gentle nutrition is a lot more about balance. And I I sometimes feel like a little like "Mm, we need to be careful about that word. We can talk about how you feel about that word, Serena. But to me, I guess I just feel like, you know what? Balance is a really great way to describe it. Yeah, I think think that's like – the perfect way to think about it is just like before in intuitive eating, before you dive into gentle nutrition, the number one thing that we want to solidify before we start talking about like what are the better choices for cholesterol than a hamburger is your mindset. So just like Susan said, it's getting away from black and white thinking so that if you do decide I want a hamburger because it sounds delicious, it's what I'm craving, I'm at a cookout, whatever the reason is. I don't I don't I don't need a reason. Whatever it is, you're deciding you want a hamburger in that moment. It's not feeling like you're a failure and feeling terrified that you're about to cause a heart attack or feeling like I give up, never mind. And then you just like Susan said, have that last supper mentality where you just eat everything in sight without any regard for how you feel. It's instead understanding if I have a hamburger, it's not the end of the world. And maybe I can smash some avocado on it and add some healthy, you know, cholesterol benefiting fat and fiber. Um, Or maybe, you know, with this hamburger, like Susan said, you have a salad and you add olive oil to it. There's plenty of ways to have your burger and eat other things with it or make other choices with it that are going to improve your cholesterol. It is not this do or die situation. And so it's funny because a lot of times like the gentle nutrition that is taught to you when you're learning about diabetes management or cholesterol management or whatever, it's not like radically different from like what a a weight loss dietitian would be teaching. But the difference is, is the way the information is presented to you, you feel hopefully empowered that you can't mess this up, right? You can't mess this up. There's no do or die situation here. There are plenty of decisions and choices for you to make in your lifetime that can actually contribute towards, you know, better management of whatever chronic disease you're managing. Um, And then just also always remembering that no matter what the disease is or the condition is that you're managing – Having stress around food is always going to exacerbate whatever it is you're trying to to heal or recover from or manage. Like I am telling you right now, if you, you know, don't eat any carbs on your plate and you're worrying about it and freaking out about it and you have diabetes, stress makes your blood sugar rise. Like did you know that? Like stress literally makes your blood sugar rise. It's an evolution um, it's it's in our evolution because, you know, essentially stress was I need to run from a tiger, so I need blood sugar in my blood to run away from the tiger. So literally, if you're an intuitive eater and you have, you know, some bread and you add some chia seeds and nut butter and protein and balance your plate because you understand how to think like a dietitian and you're eating carbs but you're not stressed, your blood sugar could be 
more controlled than the person who is going low carb, skipping the carb, freaking out about it, worrying about it, and her blood sugar is getting spiked because she's so stressed out. So again, I always want to go back to this idea that intuitive eating is a framework that really emphasizes your mental health. And the reason for that is because systemic stress created by your thoughts, your feelings, it has real, true, detrimental physiological effects. And I think that's really the biggest difference is like you start to think like a dietitian, you feel calmer, you feel empowered rather than feeling like every time you eat, there's like a do or die situation to get this right. Yeah. I think that was like I I loved the way that you worded that and got into that because like I feel like that's like the crux actually of like what you and I are so passionate about. Like, you know, we say a lot like, oh my gosh, like it's funny. Like I'm just going to be real with you guys. Like before we started recording this podcast, like Serena and I are like, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> like what do we want to talk about today? And like part of it is because like we're the stuff that we're really passionate about now, like as we've evolved on like our food freedom journey, like the things that we're really passionate about you understanding now are very different from what they used to be. And so like what we're really passionate about you hearing and what I want to like reiterate based on what like Serena just said is that like, is like your mental well-being and like get like that is the part that like we're really passionate about now it's like that mental well-being around food so that like you're not worried about food all the time because your mental well-being is literally like like i i'm telling you right now like your mental health is literally so in- important to your overall physical health, like I would consider it as important as like your heartbeat, right? Like your mental health is so important. And I think that like, I know that I, I feel like a little bit saying this is like beating a dead horse because like, I feel like mental health is almost becoming, honestly, it's becoming a little bit of like a buzzword topic inside of like, like just everything. Like everyone's talking about like, And I'm using air quotes like mental health. Like we need to talk about your mental health. But no, 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 no. What Serena and I are talking about is very like not air quotes mental health, like go get therapy kind of thing. (laughs) I'm not saying like you shouldn't get therapy, but like there are just so many things. Like I I literally just said this to my husband last night, but it's like you literally think like a hundred thoughts every day that are completely false or not even true. And that happens with food. And the thing that I think about is that food is something that you have to do. Like you have to eat in order to live. And so food is something that like is going to be a part of your life every single day for forever till the end of this, until, until you're no longer with us. And so having this mindset around food that is healthy and like taking care of your mental health and like completely like just taking this weight off your shoulders around like food is so incredibly powerful because when you take that weight off and you no longer worry about food and that's like I I don't care if you have a medical condition I don't care like if you're struggling to get pregnant if you are an athlete like whatever like your situation is like you have to eat and you shouldn't you, you absolutely deserve to be able to do it stress free and you can 
You can like be completely stress-free around food and still take care of your body. Like that's the whole point of gentle nutrition is like you aren't stressed about food and you're still taking care of your body. And it doesn't matter. The other thing I thought about before that I was like, I really have to say this, like if you want to just eat a burger and fries, like, and that's what you want, like, dude, eat the burger and fries. Don't give a crap. Like you don't have to always eat it with a salad. Like you don't have to like, there's no rules. Like there literally are no rules. The rule, if we're going to say there's a rule, the rule is that you have to listen to your body. And you have to focus on the internal versus the external. I literally wrote that down in my post-it note here to remind myself. Because the thing is that listening to your internal voice, which is how your body feels and your mental health, like that is the stuff that's like really important. It's not all this like external BS that's going on. Yeah, I think that point is so like important is just to remind yourself you have to eat for the rest of your life every single day, several times a day. And if every time you feel hunger or you need to eat, there's this like internal like battle and chaos and confusion and concern and anxiety, like how good do you think that is for your health, right? So absolutely. And I'm just thinking back to like, I mean, I feel like I've had like all of the uh, the signs of all of the different disordered eating patterns that one could have. But like I'm just remembering back to like my no sugar, no grains days and like how every time I would eat, like I had to like, you know, think about like what I was going to eat, like where I was going to get my carbs from, but like they couldn't be grains because I had all these crazy rules and just like how I was constantly like hungry and nervous and anxious and like eating was just like, oh my God, like it was just so much planning because like, what if I didn't have potatoes prepped? Like, what am I going to do? And like, just like so much, like, like it was so cumbersome. And I'm like, why? Right? Like, why, why, why was I doing that to myself? And so I just like put myself in the shoes of somebody who messages me and is like, I'm curious about intuitive eating, but like I'm worried because my doctor said I need to follow a low cholesterol diet or whatever. And just like realizing like how stressful that can be and like how heavy that mental load is and how you can release that. And like Susan said, still take care of your body. Like that's the whole idea of of gentle nutrition. And that's what we're teaching, right? Like, I mean, we're teaching, I'm teaching sports nutrition. Susan's teaching fertility nutrition. It's not to become obsessive with like your fueling strategy or your fertility plan. It's to literally make you feel like I know how to make these educated decisions when I want to. But I also know if I want to say, you know what, I just want fries and a burger. I don't care about my plan. It's not the dang end of the world. Like you're going to have many other opportunities to eat foods that benefit your cholesterol, you know, management diet without, you know, even if you skip it tonight and you have the, the shake and the burger and the fries, like you are not hurting yourself. I think we think, I think this is another interesting point is like food and nutrition, like this is like less than 5% of like our, like managing these chronic diseases, like food and nutrition plays like less than 5% of a role, right? Like everything else, like your, your stress, your, um, your movement, your, you know, your genetics, like things that we can't control, like those also play a role. So if you decide to just have the burger and fries, it's not like you've completely like messed up everything. Like that's such a tiny, like you have such a 
amount of control in the choices you're making and how they affect your health. And I think that's like actually a really hard pill to swallow is because I think we're sold in diet culture. Like we are, you know, a hundred percent in control of our health. And I'm not here to say like, let's abandon, you know, all lifestyle management, but like, it's not really this like end all be all. You have 95% control of like the diseases that you may get or how to control those chronic diseases. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's, and honestly, like as you were saying that, I was like, oh yeah, I was like hardcore head nodding because I was like thinking about how we have been led to believe, and and this has happened. I, I would say this is this has definitely happened in like our lifetime, Serena. Like over the last like thirty years. So as you know, we are both in our thirties, and. <laughs> I I think that this like there has been this like real like shift and like build up in like health and wellness industry has really exploded over the last 30 years and this like whole idea that you you're led to believe then that you have 100% control over your health and you just you ultimately don't and i like serena was like pointing out and i really want you guys to like remember that like how little food and nutrition really plays a role like in your overall like health and your health outcomes like this just like makes me think about like there i, I mean that's why there's so many things like when it comes to like disease and health that like you literally can't predict and like there are people that get diseases that you're like, oh my God, I would never like expect that because they look and they act like the picture of health. And that's like literally that's my point in like pointing that out is like there, there's just things like we just don't have the control that we think that we do. And it's I say this all the time like to like my fertility people and it's like you've been led to believe that you have all this control over your fertility, right? Like take your ovulation test. Like uh, if you eat the right things, then you'll ovulate. Take the right supplements and all this stuff. And it's like, you know what? Like you really – like you really don't have that much control over it. But because we're humans – and I want to create the space to like recognize this. Like because you are a human – you crave control. You don't like not having control. You don't like not having the ability to like predict the future and to know what the outcome's going to be. Like that that's just like because you're a human being. Like and I just want to like normalize that. Like you're never it, here's the thing. You're never going to be in a place where you're like fully comfortable with the fact that like you don't have the control. Like you're never going to like that's just like you're you're a human being. Like that's that's just how it is. So I think that with all of that being said, like you just have to like give yourself compassion for being a human being and recognizing that the stuff that like we're talking about here is probably not easy to hear and that not having control is hard to like admit and to, you know, accept. But with all that being said, like you can like support your body and support your health in like a very simple way that that is gentle nutrition that we're talking about that makes you feel good and still allows you to like live your life and not feel bad about it. 
And like I think there's also this very real um like and again like very human um impulse to like when you're making a choice that you feel proud of, like when you get 8 hours of sleep and you're moving your body regularly and you're eating, you know, um color on your plate, like you're getting veggies and fruit. Like when we feel proud of ourselves and we make a choice that makes us feel good, we're more likely to make another choice that makes us feel good, right? So the reason I'm saying this is like, yeah, food and nutrition plays this very small role. But if you're like, you know what, I've been on a kick where like I'm taking charge of my nutrition and I'm making choices that make me feel comfortable in my body. I'm no longer binging. I'm no longer feeling addicted to sugar. I feel like I understand how to balance my energy so I feel energetic and I, I get my workouts in. Like, Think of like, you know, that choice of like understanding nutrition and making choices that make you feel good, that plays a little tiny role. But then if you're also getting good night's sleep because you've been prioritizing self-care and going to bed early and then you're feeling less stressed out because you are sleeping more and so you're not so stressed out during the day and then you're asking your partner to help you when you're feeling crazy because you remember now that women don't have to bear all of the load of the household because you've been empowered. Like... You know, this is why Susan and I talk about this all the time. Like food freedom is flipping amazing, but really the biggest gifts that food freedom gave us was like like me paying attention to my needs and like me asking for help and me understanding that there's more to health than like, you know, running three hours a day and, you know, barely eating any sugar or grains. Like health is so much more than that. And so I think sometimes when we have this very kind and gentle approach to nutrition, we can think with educated thoughts of like how to build a plate in a way that makes us feel like, oh, I did do a good job managing my cholesterol today or whatever that can lead to other choices that help to impact the other parts of your health, like stress management, sleep, movement, like those other things where we have like a minutia of control. Um, And I also just want to like put this out there, like, you know, we live in a capitalistic society. So like what can people sell to you? They can sell you diets. They can sell you pills. They can sell you, you know, these certain things. They can't sell you mental health. Right. I mean, I guess like now we're starting to like commodify mental health with like therapists and whatever. But like, I think it's just like worthy of looking at, like, especially in the world we've lived in with like the 50s, the 60s, like industrialization. Like, we live in a world where capitalism wants to sell you, you know, the answer to your problem and you can sell diet food and supplements and pills. It's harder to sell. What Susan and I are, I mean, we're, we're selling it, but it's just, it's just harder. You can't like go put it in your car, get it delivered to your house, pop it and be done with it. Like it requires effort and work. So I think that's worth saying too. Yeah. I was thinking a lot when you were talking about like, basically like what we're doing is like rejecting culture, like on every single level, like every single level, like and honestly, like, huh, here's another episode idea because we could do a whole episode on this, like, of how we – like, because to me, like, the longer I live in food freedom, the more I reject culture. Like, the more I see, like, the things that, like, culture has taught me and the more I'm like, uh, that's BS. I don't have to do it that way. I can do it my way. and actually this way feels a lot better and that's the way that I'm going to do it. And so I, the 
the power in rejecting culture is that you take your power back. So food freedom, my friends, is like literally the first step. I kind of want to like drop the mic and end the episode. I think that was perfect. Drop the mic, guys. Talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us. If you're a female athlete looking to heal your relationship with your body, head to serenamarierd.com to download my free runner's guide to better body image. And if you're trying to conceive, head over to freedom.fertility on Instagram to grab your free starter guide for food freedom, fertility, nutrition.